Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift. This is episode 44. I'm your host, Matt. With me, as always, it's my buddy, the glorious Mr. Eric. Mr. Eric, how's this week been treating you, dude? Oh, it's been awesome, man. Let's see. As per usual, we work and 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 we work. And then there's like, what, two seconds in there of free time? Yeah, about that much. Yeah, that's how that goes. Yes, I love it. Been pretty darn good. I uh, got a little bit more Persona in, some more Battleborn in. And by Battleborn, I mean a whole ton, like freaking four plus hours sitting there in that Borderlands night alone, just smashing it. What do you mean alone? Oh, you mean Borderlands night by itself. Yes, See, I was like, itself. hey, dude, you didn't have a Borderlands night without me. What the hell are you oh, talking about? It wouldn't be a Borderlands night that. Jeez. Just be a lonely, drunken bastard playing board- <laughs> Battleborn by himself. <laughs> So that went uh, went pretty well. I don't think we did as good as we have in the past few weeks. We no. were getting some rough matches. It's either that or we were just off our game that weekend. But well, plus we ended up in like two or three incursions and just got raffle stomped. So that was that was yeah, bad. That was yeah. Joe Zos went ahead and humbled us. It was fantastic. Thank you, Joe Zos. Appreciate that, buddy. Other than that, not too much going on. Real life, all that good stuff. Oh, but I will say we did get to talk with Joe Zos just the other day. Yes, we did. Yes, he hopped on while I was in the middle of some Persona 5 action. You know, I was like, hey, man, join the conversation. All right, sure, well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Got to talking and found out uh, him and a couple others, Low Lines and a few others, were doing some Destiny, rocking it out, and he's trying to get involved, and he was on the PS4 with these guys. And then he says, Joe King plays Destiny on the PS4. And I went, uh-oh. What? How is Joe King not my buddy and not playing Destiny with me? This is a sad day. <laughs> so I'll let you know out there, Joe, if you need a unobtrusive buddy to occasionally call into some destiny, I'm your man. I know all the raids. I can kill all the bosses. I have all the best weapons. There's no word I think of when I think of Eric more than unobtrusive. That's the perfect word, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. No, it's, it's all good. But seriously, I'm all about that destiny action if any of you guys are interested. So definitely let me know on PSN. You guys know my handle, Mahaga. It's no secret. You can find it on Twitter and all these other places. But other than that, man, what about you, man? Uh, like you said, work all the time, nonstop, every day. Just a thrill a minute there at work. Uh, the, the burnout is reaching almost critical mass, but we do at least get one day off coming up, which for me means that's my sleep rotation day. But I'm going to go see a show. Other than that, been playing a little bit more Persona. It hasn't hooked me back in. I think I beat it. I played a little bit more, and then I took a break for a while. I don't know. I haven't been playing a lot of games recently, because once I get over a big one, then it's like, all right, well, play a little bit here, a little bit there. Just need kind of a break. But like you said, had a good time on Borderlands night, and then the the night that you got to talk to Jozo's, I got to play with Jozo's, me and Sean and Jozo's. We teamed up for some quick matches and did really well in... Uh, we did a couple face-offs. I think we had a meltdown that went okay. And then we got killed in a capture and an incursion. Those are both really bad. I, I told him I wouldn't mention it on the show, but, I, you know, I got to be honest. We we got we got stomped by a couple really good teams. But 
if you if I'd have been there for that capture, we'd have been all right. No, you no. Not the incursion though. We'd have still lost. No, we st- we still would have lost that capture. No. It, it was it was I mean it was a it was a team rolling with five on every every pad and oh let's split up and go. Nah, they're they're here somehow anyway. Oh, they've got us. It was it was brutal. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. It was good good to actually hang out with and talk to Jozos. So like you said, it was pretty cool. It's pretty much it for this week. We didn't have anything going on on Tuesday because nobody challenged us to an art battle. Next Tuesday is going to be IG2G7G, so look out for that latest episode. And as far as Gearbox this week, we got uh, shift codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands the pre-sequel. So hit up the forums, hit up the Twitter, hit up your preferred shift code provider and find those right there. So also this week at HumbleBundle.com, you can find the pre-sequel for only 10 bucks. It's in a bundle with a whole bunch of other games. Really good stuff, too, like Stanley Parable, 80 Days, Her Story, and then Grim Fandango and Day of the Tentacle Remastered. I think the pre-sequel is in the highest tier. If you put up 10 bucks, you get a whole bunch of good games, plus the pre-sequel on PC if you don't have it there. And I think there's 11 days left on that sale by the time this episode comes out, so go check that out. Yeah, Humble Bundle's always full of good crap, man. I'll tell you what, I check them out all the time, and I'm sitting there always hovering over the buy button on that thing. Mm-hmm. But I've learned my lesson over the years because I think I've got somewhat of 50, 60 games on Steam now that I don't ever get a chance to play because, of course, life doesn't allow me to do such things. So I'm like, Ugh. Every time I go to Humble Bundle, I see that, and I'm like, oh, man, but if I spend $5 more, I can get, like, six more games. And $5 mm-hmm. more than that, and I get two more, like, AAA awesome games. Just like you said, I sit there and I go, oh, I'm going to buy it. I'm never going to have time to play all these. Okay, I, I better not, but I still really want to. Moving on to the next sale, we got Handsome Collection on the... European PSN store for 77% off through, I believe it's through the 31st of May. So great deal there. Hey, Sean, you know, maybe create a European account and then go platinum that game again for like the 18th time. Yeah. Way to just be an overachiever. Jesus. And then one last sale slash online event, I guess, for Gearbox game. Apparently the original Borderlands is available now on the Xbox Game Pass, which launched for, I believe it has only launched for gold subscribers at this point and silver is coming eventually if you are a gold subscriber and you're into the xbox game pass which is kind of you know like a netflix style subscription based model i think maybe kind of like the uh, playstation now stuff is but you can go check that out if you don't have it to play backwards compatibly on your xbox one sounds pretty darn cool except for i don't play on the xbox much anymore i totally would if i Found a really good deal on Xbox because there's a couple games, but uh-huh. not a ton. No, I mean I've always been a Halo guy, so I've always had that mild curiosity getting back in and you know playing the newest one. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, one game's not going to convince me to buy a system, so therefore, we shall see. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I was I've always been a Gears of War guy, so you know when I hear Gears Four comes out, even though this you know the story doesn't really interest me, I'd at least like to play it again. But, hey, buy a console and then buy the online subscription to be able to play online for one game. It ain't happening for me yet. Mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, man. So beyond that, Tachyon announced that he was having an AMA over on the Discord, but unfortunately it's been pushed to sometime in June. And uh, he hasn't given the details or dates yet, but of course we'll keep you posted as well as him and all the other individuals out there streaming and doing all sorts of good stuff. I'm sure we'll post up when that is going to be and let everybody know. I haven't heard too much news on the Borderlands front or the home world front or the Duke Nukem front. Man, I love using that word, front. 
on the front. You're on the front lines, boy. You can't be on the back lines. No. Hey, we got some news from the back lines. No, that's, that doesn't work. <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe we can make it a thing. Like, if we heard it, like, four days later, that's the back lines. We got it on the back lines. See? We can make it work, man. That could be, like, our jam here at Third Shift. Oh, from the back lines. <laughs> I would never say that. Hey, I'm going to retweet this four days later, this thing that I should have read the day of. <laughs> but that'd be awesome. From the back lines. <laughs> Repost this post you saw for four days ago. Third shift, your source for old ass news. <laughs> That's right. A lot of people don't just pay attention to all this crap every single day of the week. You know, they they just live their lives, and when enough people hit them in the face with a piece of information, they actually pay attention to it. They actually, go outside and hang out with friends and do important things <laughs> yeah, instead exactly. of just sitting there on Twitter with their phone pressed up against Waiting their face. Waiting every five minutes for a new update. What well, new? <laughs> Did they say anything else? No. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, terrible. Oh, <laughs> terrible, terrible. Oh, man. That's good. That's good. So nothing new in the uh, Gearbox world except for... Bum, 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 we got a battle plan this week. Oh, yeah. So they went on hiatus for a few weeks now, and everyone kept going, well, maybe next week, maybe next week. And, of course, you know, when I hear hiatus, I think, well... They're not coming back for quite some time. Yeah, I think there were a couple people on Twitter. I don't think we said it on the show, but a lot of people were saying, oh, well, they're probably not even going to do anything until E3 or until the patch actually drops. I'm like, they would at least do something like right before the patch drops. And that's exactly what I'm thinking. Because in the back of my head, I was like, well, I don't think they'll wait till it drops. But I think when they're actually really starting to get ready, Mm -hmm. then they'll come out with a battle plan again. So I'm hoping, even though that this particular battle plan, which we'll discuss in a second, didn't have a ton of information, I think it's a, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a... A harbinger of things to come. It's a harbinger, yes, of information to come very soon. And I suppose I shouldn't be surprised because I know Randy Varnell was on the forums, and I specifically saw this bit from Mental Mars. He was posting up that he was going through and adding more to the patch notes, like reasons why they're going to be changing some of these things. So, I mean, if he's doing that, we're already getting closer than most people probably thought we were. So it makes sense to start poking the battle plan back up there. So when that does come around, they could be like, all right, look, we're, we're rolling into it versus just, surprise, here it is. Go have fun. Exactly. And speaking of Randy Varnell, he had also posted a few days ago in the forums an individual was talking about how Battleborn was in a bad shape, et cetera, et cetera. And he was wondering why the choices were made for this and that. And Randy came on and said, hey, these are fair questions. And he talked a little bit about it. And he said, hey, you know, don't worry. We're still here. We're still working on a huge update, et cetera, et cetera. We can't talk about it. But rest assured, Battleborn is not dead. And we will be coming out with all sorts of cool stuff in the future here. You know, for anybody who was, you know, and it's been shared by Mental Mars and God knows tons of other individuals, but uh, there's stuff coming. So we know they got the update for sure, supercharge mode, possibly other stuff. We shall see. Yes, we shall. So rolling on into the battle plan, like we kind of hinted at earlier, the new this week segment, they said, hey, the update is still coming and we're going to have a live stream in the next couple weeks with Elisa and some guests talking all about that update. No announcements on the actual date or time of it yet, but, you know, keep an eye out on the Twitter, on the Facebook, on the forums. Keep your notifications on for twitch.tv slash gearbox software where it's going to be in case you miss any of the notifications, then you'll be like, hey, boom, they're actually live right now. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see what's going on. Which she said in the next couple weeks, but then she also said, make sure you're keeping uh, up to date on the forum, social channels, Twitch notifications, etc. 
it's kind of like a mixed message to me because I was like, well, a couple weeks, okay. If you're going to tell me a couple weeks, then I'm assuming for at least one week there's going to be nothing. Mm-hmm. And then in that time frame of that second week, we're going to hear something. But then if you tell me, make sure you keep your eyes and ears to the ground, you know, for all this information, I'm like, well, that seems more immediate. Like, you know, in the next few days, you're going to start posting some hints, clues, or actual, mm-hmm. you know, information. So I'm, I'm kind of mixed on that one. Well, maybe they're, uh, you know, taking a little bit of our advice and they're going to do like some surprise casual streams. Which would be awesome. But we'll see. I mean, maybe it's like you said, they're just finalizing the time. So in a couple days, they'll be like, all right, in two weeks, be here on this date at this time. And they just hadn't had, like you said, the actual date ready to go. So Mm -hmm. phrased it like that. So that way they're open to interpretation. Then moving on, we got hot fixes. One for Boulder's Ultimate, which I know you will enjoy. They're nerfing his Rune Power Axe Toss. Damage on that is going down from 420 to 308 at level 10, and they're nerfing the damage on his Rune Powered Boulder Dash from 267 to 235 at level 10. Pretty impressive nerf on that Axe Toss damage. It's going down over 100 damage. So I'm very glad that they've listened and they're starting to reduce a little bit of uh, Boulder's power. I still don't think this is enough. But I think they're getting a nice little snip in before the actual update. Because I'm 100% certain we're going to see some more nerfs for Boulder in the update. I think this is probably enough for now, like you said. For really good Boulders, I'm glad that they're nerfing them. For me, possibly playing as a Boulder, I'm sad that they would do this to me. Because I can can only do anything when I'm rune-powered anyway. Mm-hmm. It was necessary, though. We've talked about it. Boulder needed a little, like we said, either damage reduction or not to be immune to everything and be able to survive through any situation. And since he is a tank, he needs to be able to survive, so therefore damage seems to be the way to go. And one thing that I do want to mention really quick, because I've been failing to mention this ever since the winter update came out, since I mentioned playing as Boulder, which I don't do very often now, I used to play as Boulder all the time when they still had a random character selection button. I would go into that all the time, even on Borderlands Night. I'm just going to play Rando right now. And now I can't do that anymore, so I have to physically... Either just select a character, and I'm generally going to pick somebody I'm good at rather than Boulder, or do the, you know, the awkward, oh, tilt the stick kind of diagonally down and, like, close your eyes and maybe pick, but it's not, like, actually random because it kind of goes through the same pattern. Mm-hmm. So I do want to mention that because I've been forgetting to mention it forever. In the next update, please bring back the <laughs> random button because I loved it. I know not a lot of people used it, but I used it all the time. I want to be able to just, oh, I just want to play whoever today. <laughs> Bing. Oh, crap, I'm Montana. Well, good luck, dude. <laughs> I don't like the random button. I just, the whole time you're talking, I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. because sometimes you'd be great, but sometimes it'd be terrible. And then I'm like, well, we immediately uh, for sure lost. Oh, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is sometimes it would land on Raina or Oscar Mike, and I'd be like, oh, look at you. Look at here. Here we go. Yeah, I, you know I have rage problems. So, you know, when I see you pick like somebody I know you're trash at, and I'm like, oh, great. Here we go. Oh, no. Well, see, like we always say, though, I normally would do that at the very beginning of the night. Mm -hmm. Or if it was, oh, hey, we're playing like the 18th meltdown in a row. I don't care. We're just going to lose anyway. (laughs) Hey, I'm Montana now. Whatever. It's fine. Yeah. You're already grumpy. I'm already grumpy. Yeah, it's just Exactly. Do it. doesn't matter. And then we'd both start doing it, which was fine. But Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, look, I'm Thorn. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> 
goodness. And then uh, we had the community spotlight, Matt. That's right. Yeah, they went ahead and uh, put up a whole bunch of weird, weird stuff. I, you know, I honestly don't have a clue what's going on in them forums right now. <laughs> they said it was started by Ancient Belgareth, and if I pronounce that wrong, sorry. And Handsome Cam, they went ahead and requested a photo of Montana Toby Photoshop. And, of course, Low Lines was in on it. And uh, they went ahead and started Photoshopping different heads and whatnot onto different characters and just kind of combining them all and making all sorts of goofy images. And I went through, and if you go further down, they, they showcased a Montana with a Toby head and a Alani with a DeAndy head. But in the actual comments, they went ahead and posted all sorts of them that they were going through. And some of them, holy mackerels, were really, really good. I really enjoyed the Alani DeAndy head swap, like you said. Alani's head in that dark DeAndy outfit looked really good. And then I think it was maybe the very first or second comment in that thread. They had an Isaac with the Beatrix wings on the back of his whole body mm-hmm. there. That was the very first one. Mm-hmm. That, that was freaking fantastic. I love that. Well, the Beatrix one was awesome with the Cleese head. No, that was that was disturbing. <laughs> that was, I don't like that it. That was freaking terrified (laughs) well but if you scroll down i mean they've got all sorts of them in there if you guys are at all interested in that check out the thread in the community spotlight and you'll head right on over to that whole area where they've got all sorts of them going back and forth you know yelling and having fun with one another and picking on one another pretty darn cool and it's funny because when they posted that i'd actually seen some of them get thrown up on twitter over the last week yep but uh not to the extent at which they actually went with all these characters so it was nice to see him put that in the community spotlight because then I actually was like, oh, wait a minute, this looks cool. And so I went ahead and started looking at all of them and was very impressed, like I said. Yeah, I think the only one that I had actually seen on Twitter was the reverse of the Montana Toby that they showed here where Low Lines had put Montana's giant head on Toby's little dumpy body. And I was like, that's just ridiculous. What the heck? And I didn't follow the link to the actual thread. So seeing the really good ones, I was like, damn, that's really impressive. And the characters look phenomenal. So also in the community spotlight, they went ahead and did a lore section, as they do when they do these suckers. And if you guys uh, don't know, it's continuing the story of Shane and Oryx as captain of her little crew. And they went ahead and found this little egg-like thing, and they're trying to figure out what the heck it is. So they get a whole arena, and etc., etc., etc. I'm not going to tell you the whole story, because if you're interested, you can go read it for yourself with your own eyeballs. And enjoy it. As I've told you already, man, I enjoy this story. Mm-hmm. And I think whoever's writing it is definitely, you know, putting out some good stuff. But, I, you know, I will say, uh, how did we phrase it? Like spacing, Matt? Yeah, like you said, I really enjoy the actual story. But I feel like the passage of time within the story kind of jumps really quick. Gets confusing. Yeah, it's like a, a five-minute stretch. is like a s- second when you're reading it, it feels like. But mm-hmm. then it, when, what they're talking about, it's like five minutes went by and it's like, what just happened? Oh, no. Yeah. I think the one part that jumped out for me is they're talking to, I'll, I'll just say it, I'll just spoil it. They talk to Melka at one point. She turns off the transmission, and it specifically says she comes back less than a minute later, and then she says, well, I had this other big, long conversation with everybody, guys. And it's like those two don't go together. Just one small nitpick that I have with these sometimes is it just the time just kind of jumps. And I know they're trying to fit a lot of info into a fairly small space. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to write a whole like novella in there and have people go, oh, yeah, I don't have time for this. We don't have time to actually read that whole thing before we get on the podcast. But just 
like I said, just one minor nitpick there. And of course, who's ever writing it? You know, never said they're a professional writer. Or not they're not George R. R. Martin coming in here like hot off the presses doing this. So you know, I'm not saying it's bad by any stretch of the imagination. They're doing way better than I would do. <laughs> yeah, like you said, I enjoy the story. I like that this is clearly going towards our question of, hey, how is the universe going to come back? Exactly. Because they do find what Melka describes as a seed of codex, which could contain the Aeon Forge, which is a way to bring back stars. Or I think she says build stars, create stars, something like that. So, hey, look, we found the seed. We're going to plug it into the codex tree or the codex robot, whatever. And start building the universe again. However, as we've discussed previously, you know, spoiler alert, if you don't already know, Rendane comes back, which Mm -hmm. means when you go into the dark... You're not gone. Yeah, you can come right back. You can come back, which means all those planets, all those solar systems, in theory, are still there. They still exist, Mm. so it could come back. So while you could just leave them there, and and this is still something they got to think about because there's no for sure way to defeat the uh, Varelsi and all their little machinations. Machinations? Machinations? Machinations. Machinations. So either way, you know, they're not sure they can beat the Varelsi, so having an alternate way to get the universe and all back in order is awesome. So I'm just curious to see which way that goes, because obviously if Rendane's back, he's going to say, Hey, I'll help you if you do this and this for me, and I, I know a way to do this. Which is cool, because then they can say, fine, Rendane, we'll play along with you. But of course, Rendane is Rendane, he's an evil, vile son of a gun. But in the background, they could be getting this Aeon Forge up, and so the minute Ding Dong you know, betrays them or screws them or whatever, they can go, oh, yeah, we didn't actually need you anyway. Or here's the brainstorm that I just came up with when you were talking about Rendane coming back. Maybe he will try to steal the Aeon Forge to try and remake the universe the way he wants it. So you have to stop him from doing that, and since you know that he's back now, you can work to unveil everything else. And, hey, who knows, maybe the Seed of Codex actually has details about the Varelsi, which, once you stop Rendane and get it back, it'll help you unveil the universe versus, hey, we just have to remake it all over again. Mm-hmm. I agree. Man, we might be on to something, Matt. You never know. For that big old story, we're going to get it, that big-ass story, like I keep saying. Or the update's going to be like, hey, there's the last thing, goodbye. <laughs> Stay tuned to the lore <laughs> segment to find out what would have happened. No, shut up, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but the story was awesome, and I love, as I've already stated before, how they're taking this the story of Battleborn and what's going on after all this all happened and pushing it forward. So they can go and create content that's recapping this. They can just jump ahead straight to after all this with a story. They're basically opening up so they can have uh, many different options depending on how things go for them. All right, and then wrapping it up with the coming up segment, they just reiterated that the update's coming and the live stream is coming, so keep your ears open, keep your eyes open. We'll tell you as soon as we get any news, and, of course, it'll be on the Twitter. I'll retweet it as soon as I see it. Yeah, I'm starved for a live stream. Oh. Mm-hmm. Please, Gibbox, give us a live stream. We need to see your pretty faces. <laughs> All the pretty faces. Maybe we'll just have to live stream in their absence. We'll there we go. Stream. We'll, we'll set up a Gearbox symbol behind us. We'll like, hey, we're third shift representing Gearbox today. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what although, we're doing. Although it'll just be... No, what we'll set up behind us is the, the thoughts and opinions of third shift do not represent Gearbox Incorporated or in Gearbox In small, Co. fine print, yes. Yeah, so all yeah, in the yeah, corner, yeah. like real tiny. You got a like, magnifying glass to read it, uh-huh. but it's there so we can't get sued. Let's see, I'll, I'll just put that instead of my face cam. It'll just be a disclaimer. Hey, there here I am, go. guys. Perfect. I'll like, wave my hand out from behind it every now and then. We got to keep this here, man. 
We're not getting into trouble. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but yes, I am very much looking forward to a live stream. As I hear tons of folks were in the forums everywhere else were like, oh, finally a live stream. Mm-hmm. So like we've been saying, Gearbox, live stream, Twitch. We want to hear you. We want to see you. Like we said, even if it's not news, just just pop on and say hey and play some games. We're all cool people. We like playing games with you guys. We like watching you guys play games. All right, so other than that, uh uh-oh. It's time for the mailbag. We got some mail. Oh, yeah. Today's mailbag question comes to us from our buddy Steve Cadwallader at Code Cadwallader on Twitter. He asks, Do you think there's any chance Gearbox will merge the ops queues to make matchmaking easier? And are there any downsides to that? I think that's a great idea. Uh, it should be done, and I'm honestly surprised it's not. And I can actually recall a few weeks ago we were getting on, and we were like, all right, let's actually do a couple of story ops or whatever before we get into PvP. And I went in there fully expecting just to hit hit the random button, you know, just whatever one pulls up. And lo and behold, of course, there is none. So, you know, I actually had to go, oh, well, uh, which one do we want to do? And then we, you know, well, I don't care. Well, I don't care either. Well, let's just do this one. Yeah, why they haven't done that is beyond me. Because then, like he said, it would get everybody into one queue instead of all over the freaking place. And then you have problems. And to further that point, I wouldn't even mind if they did that with story missions with story ops and had it one huge queue. So once again, you're just combining everyone together. The only downfall to this is in the story ops, you know, it can become very difficult when you're doing it at max stars versus story missions, which are always very easy unless you're going hardcore or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that would create a problem. Therefore, probably couldn't do it. But I still think with the amount of people in there actively rocking and rolling on a daily basis, it'd be super nice to just have that one queue so everybody's instantly matched. It may not be your favorite story mission or story op, but you'd be at least getting in there and playing with other players and having a good time. Yeah, I pretty much agree with you. I think it's a good idea because if you're going to play story ops, I mean, the story ops are, are different, but it's not they're not so different that you couldn't just be like, all right, if you know this story app, you're going to be okay in this story app and that story app. You know how this progresses. So I don't see any real like big downsides to clumping them all together and, you know, like we said, consolidating that player base of everyone who's in the ops. I think the only thing would be if you got people who are really salty, like you sometimes see in our quick match queues, everyone will vote for a meltdown and then two people will drop and now you just wasted three full minutes. Mm-hmm. So if somebody really didn't want to play Atticus, although I don't see any reason why you couldn't just be like, oh, he dropped, so continue on with two yeah, people. Yeah, you just keep going with two people. It wouldn't matter. That would actually be perfect. And then there's the yeah. other problem that you just brought up, people. Yeah, that's... It's three people versus the other, so it would never really work out. <sighs> Dang it. Man, dream dead on that part of it. But I do think it's a great idea, and I would like it because there are some times when it's like, oh, I've got you know 30 minutes. I just want to run through something. And uh-huh. if I could just be like, all right, I'm going to play a story app because we've beaten all of them, so... It doesn't really matter to me. That'd be another way to, oh, I'm grouped up with a bunch of randos. Look, they, they picked a healer and a tank. I'm going to go with some person I don't have the skins for in this one. Versus when you and I play, it's like, all right, well, one of us has to heal and one of us has to be kind of sneaky or tanky because it just has to be that way. That way we can at least get the max points and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Which we need to stop doing that, by the way, and as a side note, and just mm-hmm. go for the skins on characters we don't have all the skins on yet. I generally agree, but if we're... Well, see, here's the other thing is if... The random rolls Montana and the Demon Bear. We only got so many choices because we're not going to be able to get through that with two people, let alone with three. 
if we're just playing fun random characters. True. Maybe that's the only downfall is if it rolls Montana and the Demon Bear, you guys are going to have a hard time, especially with randos, and especially if they don't have mics on. That's a difficult one. Mm -hmm. And if you're an inexperienced player or, well, yeah, here's the other downside to that. I mean, I guess this would happen no matter who you get matched up with, but if you're a rando and you don't know the ops and you don't have a lot of ops points and you get matched up with somebody who has, who is rolling in there with 50 ops points, (laughs) you're in there just lost as lost as a little bunny in the grass and getting wrecked to boot by every enemy not understanding what's going on Mm -hmm. and why this is happening to you (laughs) but like i said that would happen no matter where you queue up at because i've accidentally done it to players too i've queued up for atticus and the throw rebellion and there's been one guy who had no idea what was going on queued up as a marquee and just got eaten up just just guzzled down by that first wave of enemies and then he quit and left so I, I accidentally ruined his day. But I think that's the only downside. But I think the, the people and, you know, voting on the match, and if you don't get the one you want, possibly dropping, would be the only real downside to it. Yeah, but that's something you can't avoid anyway. And as we talked about, you see it in PvP all the time regardless. So I think overall that would be beneficial. And it can't be that difficult, right? Just throwing in that question mark button and just have random queuing it up. I don't know. I mean, they do it for story modes. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would imagine you could just take that template and just go ops, but yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if I if I knew all that, I'd probably get paid more than I do. So, so yeah, man, I totally agree. I, it's something I hope Gearbox takes a peek at and maybe throws in there with the, who knows, maybe with the update. Sounds like they've already got their hands full, but, hey, well, you know, what's what's one more night of no sleep and work, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So thank you, Steve, for the question. If anybody else has any other mailbag questions for us, any concerns, any suggestions for the show, or if you just want to say hi and ask us how we're doing, you can do that via email at info at thirdshift.me. You can find us on Twitter at thirdshiftme, and you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Also, we have a Patreon out there, and we have several patrons, which we'd love to say thank you to. We appreciate you guys each and every week. It's freaking fantastic. Any and all support via the Patreon, via emails, via anything, via just yelling at us on Twitter, Facebook, email, whatever. We love it. We appreciate it. The feedback is what keeps us going. And along with keeping us going, those tips we love. We feed the children, as we I always tell you about. We feed Matt's insatiable hunger for human flesh. See, I thought you were I thought you were going to say sushi, because no. sushi sounds really good, and I want to no. go get some sushi right now. I was, nope. Nope, human flesh. (laughs) (laughs) So I just want to let you guys know that you've been throwing in that tip jar. You've been feeding Matt corpses. Uh, Hey, whoa, no. I go fresh meat. Come on, man. Okay, well, there you go. It's even worse than you suspected, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You're giving him the means to get fresh bodies. Oh, man. But no, in all honesty, we appreciate it. And, uh, you know, if you want to keep continuing that support, we'd love it. If you haven't and you want to... You can find it over there. We link it in the below notes, all that other good stuff. And other than that, man, we just you know appreciate every last one of you, as we always say and we always mean. That's right. And we also appreciate ratings and reviews and subscriptions on any one of the services you can find us on, like iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean. Sometimes we upload to Google Play Music and YouTube as well. Not lately because I've been the man in charge and I don't know how to do that stuff. But you can find us there. You can find us next week in your ear holes on the 2nd of June for our very next episode, unless you have anything else. Yeah, I do, because Uh you know what? Five stars on iTunes, five stars on all these other things. It's important because, you know what? Here's a real reason. Here's a real reason. Okay. You get them five stars, Matt, and it bumps you up. 
That's true. You know, because, you know, this is how this works. Okay, someone goes, I need a podcast about video games. So it goes, hey, here's 50 freaking podcasts about video games. And then it gives you all the five-star ones, obviously, before it gives you any four-stars, three-stars, two-stars. True, true. And then if you narrow it down, you say, I want one about Borderlands or Battleborn or whatever. Then it gives you all the five-star ones on them particular topics. Well, guess what? If we're five stars, we're number one. That's true. We're going to be the first one you see. And then you're going to be like, oh, man, they got five stars and they got all these reviews. And, oh, they must be great. God bless all oh, this or this one. And if we're not there, if we're Scrubby Dub McDubs, three stars or two stars or only two reviews, they're going to say, well, these jarheads don't know what they're talking about. I'm not listening <laughs> to these goons. What are they, some potato fools down in basements? Podcasting? God, get out of here with your stupid self. You are literally a potato fool right now in your basement podcast. Shut up, shut up, man. <laughs> shut up. They don't know this. Or they do. Damn it. Let's see, because you got glasses, you got multiple eyes, just like a potato does. <laughs> see, I'm just, and your head is like covered with no hair, like a potato. <laughs> dang it. I got little fuzz, you know, potato fuzz. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're an old potato. Potato gets a little fuzzy. <laughs> oh, God. But yes, it is important. It gets us more people looking at us and taking a listen and hopefully liking us, which only gives us more motivation to keep going and, of course, the people to listen, which makes it so we can continue to exist because, obviously, if we're just talking into the airwaves while humorous, well, it's also slightly depressing. So So keep us happy. Keep us out of the depression bucket. And with that, I'm just going to close it out by saying, don't don't forget forget to save. I think we'll get another rate. I think we're gonna get another review because that man. I think we will. Watch, mark my, mark my words, man.